Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. And now, on to the episode. What's up, Brew Roots listeners? What's up? We are back for another episode. We say that we say that like we're not gonna be back, but we're always gonna be back. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Michael Scott Paper Company. We have an endless amount of names. So even (laughs) if we get fired or canned or canceled, we've got so many names. We know them all. We know them all. (laughs) Oh man, Erica, how have you been? I've been great. Yeah. How have you been? Good. We actually have some news tonight. Some we news. are changing Ryan's name. Mm. Name change. A name change. Name it's, change. It's not a huge name, but Ryan needs a character for this podcast because we, if you don't, you don't obviously see our group text message, but it's 90% <laughs> us just praising Ryan and then 10% brewery its business. Pretty much. So Ryan's new name is Erica. Drum roll, please. Sound guy Ryan. Sound guy Ryan. Yay. Yeah. Right? right. And there right. was much rejoicing. Yes. <laughs> I know fans are sitting in their car, drinking a beer. Not drinking a beer. Yeah, right. Drink. No. I know. <laughs> there's a the comma. <laughs> there's a comma. They're driving. They might be having a beer somewhere that's not in their car. Any location you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're like, yes, sound guy Ryan. Sound guy Ryan. Woo. Everyone's so pumped. Lit. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, that, that's the other like one percent of the of the text chat thing it it's lit. like just me going lit, lit. <laughs> so if you want to leave us some feedback please do make sure you write in the comments how much you enjoy sound guy ryan and leave us a five-star review five stars because that really helps us out it gets us itunes spotify they have this algorithm and it gets us to the top we get more listens and what that means we can bring more quality interviews to you guys. That's the plan. That's the plan. Erica, what else can help us out? Uh, follow us on social media. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Not MySpace. Not MySpace. We deleted trying. our MySpace. We're trying. Tom from MySpace said we are not taking any more people. Jerk. Yeah. So we can be found anywhere at Fruits. And uh, check out our website. We've updated it recently. And uh, we have some blog posts. Ooh. And we have, yeah, we had a blog post this week. Um, I know we're kind of going away from our schedule. We 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 make a rundown for each episode, but we have sidetracking. We are sidetracking a little bit. We have a a new blog post this week talking about uh, Herb, who we mentioned last week. Oh yeah. So this blog post basically has all the information on how to pre-order in the in Herb we trust beer. Yes. Which is Jack Abbey's... It's the best way to contribute. Yeah. Um, that's Jack Abbey's way of contributing to the family. For those who don't know, listen to last week's episode, but I'll give you a brief thing. Uh, Herb had been a longtime brewer in the brewing industry, unfortunately passed away and is leaving behind a family and, and children. Um, and Jack's Abbey is brewing a beer where all the proceeds go to them. They're taking pre-orders right now, and then they're going to have a celebratory event, uh, I believe April 14th. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, if that date's wrong, just check our, our bio in it's below. There. It's on there. And uh, we hope to see you there because I know Erica, myself, and Ryan will probably be there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Day after my birthday. Yeah, Ryan, Ooh. you turned what? 14? Uh, I do. <laughs> Sometimes I really wish. I wish. All right. So what's next? What's next? We have 
Dessert beer? Desber- Do Dessert we have beer. beer? Dessert beer. <laughs> For Ryan. All right, so we have a couple beers. Ryan, you want to re- read that one right there? Um, let's see. We're, we're, we're single th- cut. Oh, single cut. Yeah, there. And then it's Eric is the name of it? Yes. All right, cool. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not, it's this can isn't really like, hey, this is it's, what I am. It's very simple. Um, it's Tone down. brewed vanilla and milk sugar. All right, so it's a chocolate milk stout. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ryan, what's the ABV on that? And what's That's a great question. Let's see if I can find that. Because, again, nothing on this can. Oh, wait, I found it. 6%. Oh, okay. Not bad. Right, not bad. Yeah. Right. I ain't bad at all. So I had that beer last night. I enjoyed it. All right, well, I'm glad you did. I'm probably not. All right, girl. It just smells like a stout. Doesn't even see. I I knew. It. All right, here we go. For our ASMR fans out there, right there. That that sounded really good. It's just a stout. That's not a dessert beer. I'm I'm gonna say this is not a dessert beer. We gotta try harder. We gotta try harder. We slacked off this week. Yeah. But do you like it? Would you drink I, I, that? I do. I would drink this. Okay. Yeah. He's probably it, gonna drink it. It's yeah. it's just like a stout. Just like a stout. Yeah. It's not sweet. It's not artificial. Tasting, it just tastes like a chocolate stout. Hey, cool. That happens. All right. Cool. So, as many of you guys know out there in social media land, and just hopefully you know this, today is National International Women's Day. Woo! Woo! And uh, we are having our first um, woman guest on yeah. our podcast, which to me, I didn't even know, which shame on me, but I'm really excited for this. Uh, we're yeah, inter- me too. We're interviewing. Mo and Robin from uh, Crab Boots. Yeah, and that was a really fun interview. It was so much fun. We drove there um, probably against better judgment because... <laughs> it was snowing. It was snowing pretty badly. <laughs> and uh, Maureen gave us the opportunity to back out, but I'm really glad that we but did we were it. excited yeah. and we wanted to go and, and see them, so... And funny story, um, and I'm sure when Mo and Robin listen to this, they're going to laugh. We almost didn't have this interview recorded. So yeah. I looked down... <laughs> Because I wasn't there. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I, looked, I looked down at the like one minute past yeah. we stopped recording and we, we lost a minute of But he was awesome like, oh content. my God, I think we lost. We, I don't think we were recording. Yeah. I did not think that we were recording and yeah. luckily we were. So the interview is there in its yep. entirety. Um, and I, I honestly don't think we would have been able to reproduce no. what we did. Not. Rookie mistake. <laughs> I just had a two gigabyte sound card <laughs> and it filled. <laughs> right, now I have a 64 gigabyte sound card. And we it should cost not. like $2. It was, yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> Welcome to the Times. Yeah. Um, so this episode, we're really excited, but we wanted to highlight some other things that are going on in with women in craft beer as well. So Erica, take it away. Yeah. And 29% of women make up the beer industry. Interesting. So Interesting. I know that Massachusetts is a little bit probably beyond at this I point. I think it's 29%. a little higher than that. Yeah. I don't have the exact statistic, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton of women in the brewery. Um, off the top of my head, there's uh, Liz from Bone Up, Mo and Robin, obviously from yep. Craft Roots. Um, we got Brienne from Notch. Brienne from Notch. Uh, True North. Uh, True North, Jenna. Jenna, yep. yeah. I'll be brewing with her actually on the 8th for International Women's Day. Yeah. Making our Pink Boots beer. At True North. Yeah, that's yep. really cool. Yep. Do you guys know what you're... Also. Brewing. I believe we're actually doing a sour IPA. Ooh, so, I'm excited to try right? that. Right, yeah. check it out. I, I've, be awesome. I have not had a bad Pink Boots brew. 
Yeah, I'll no, neither have I, way. actually. They've always been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for that. And I know that a lot are brewing. I know that Exhibit A is going to be doing that as well. Yeah, I think they're like, I want to say 63. I could be wrong. Maybe like, I think it's 63, though, breweries in Massachusetts who are brewing Pink Boots beers. I'm so excited. We yeah, try to no, try so look out for events. There'll be definitely like some tap takeovers for it. It's like um, Pokemon. Right? Gotta Catch them all. Them all. Gotta drink Gotta them all. Gotta drink them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. So, uh, for International Women's Brewing Day, or not, for International Women's Day, we are going to be having this episode with Craft Roots. Yeah. So, so excited for that. Dedicated to you, women. Yeah. In the beer industry. All right. And our sponsor today is Beer and Wine Hobby. So, come online, beer-wine.com. Use promo code BRUTES, brew, roots, and get 10% off your next order. Yeah, it's really an easy way to enter into a new hobby, potentially. If you want to brew wine, you want to make cider, or Cheese, if you want to do beer. beer uh charcuterie. Yeah. We really do just about everything. Yeah, and yeah. not to mention, they have classes, so you can learn how to do this from real experts in the field. Yes. So it's a really, really cool opportunity. And it you is. can get into that opportunity with the promo code. Promo 10% code. off promo code. Yeah! Roots. All right, so we are proud to announce we are going to be taking part in a little... Logger Madness! Woo! So what that is, is we are going to have 16 different breweries across the state of Massachusetts. I think some may bleed into southern New Hampshire. Uh, we still have a couple, you know, in the mm-hmm. works. We're talking to so many breweries, so right? Many. Right, so... What Log Madness is, is if you know March Madness, and if you don't know March Madness, let me explain it to you. We are going to have 16 teams bracketed going head-to-head to to determine what the best logger in the land of Massachusetts and maybe southern New Hampshire is. Uh, So who's some of the breweries that we have on board? Uh, Let's see. Right now we got Castle Island, um, Newburyport, Notch, Notch, uh, Moby Dick, I believe. Yeah. um, Night Shift. Night Shift. Yeah. So I'm really excited, and I know that some of the brewers are talking a little bit of shit. Oh, yeah, no, I not really, so. but I think ah. I already had one brewer say theirs is going to win. I'm not going to name who, but may the best brewer win. Yeah. I'm very excited. So we're going to be releasing more information upon that, um, and we are going to be not, we are going to be drinking the beer, uh, Ryan, Erica, and myself, but we're also going to have a few guests. We're going to have a few guests yeah. to uh, round out the numbers. Round out the numbers. So yeah. it's going to be really, really a lot of fun. To drink 16 different beers. <laughs> Am I still going to be the tiebreaker? Ryan, you... Always. Sound guy Ryan, you are the tiebreaker. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I like being... I just like having that power. Be like, no, you're not good enough. Yeah. Well... Not today. More information to come. Check out our website and next week's episode for more information. Yeah. But... Share the phone. Is that what I think it is? Did you hear that? It's here. I think it's here. Oh my god, it's here! Shirts on Tap is the original monthly club for craft beer fans. Every month, they team up with a local brewery and collaborate on a sweet custom shirt design and send it to their members along with coupons, stickers, and brewery bios, and more. With breweries featured in six U.S. cities and more cities on the way, you'll have no shortage of options each month. Sign up today at shirtsontap.com and use promo code BREWROOTS to get your first box for just $5. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. Erica, do you want to introduce our guest this week? 
You bet I do. Talking to Mo and Robin of Craft Roots. And now, on to the episode. Awesome. We are here on, I hope, not too many cold nights in February that we have. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, And we are here with Robin and Mo. Crawfords. Crawfords. Yeah. In what? In what? What? What uh, town are we in? We're in Mil- Milford. Mil- Milford. That's yeah. correct. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Beautiful facility. Thank I you. love yeah. it here. Thank I love you. the color scheme it's and very everything. Cozy. So very bright. Yeah. 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 It's nice. I'm excited. Like We've it. been excited to interview you guys for a while. Uh, you've been on our list because, I, like I mentioned, we saw you at that industry night with Rob from Night Shift. Right. And, and you, what you guys said, and it's really kind of made impactful. Well, so you. I was I was a fan of yours without even trying your beer, <laughs> and I was like, we gotta get craft roots. So yep. with Erica on board, we made it happen. Exactly. We're glad you guys uh, could make it down here, and I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing what you think of the beer too. Yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. So far, yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So we start every interview by asking uh, your roles here at Craft Root and your first memory of beer. So uh, my roles are co-founder and brewer. And my first memory of beer, I'm going to have to go back a long, long <laughs> time for that one. My folks were a little bit liberal, I guess, in the sense that they wanted us to, you know, have a little sip of alcohol here or there yeah. before we ventured off to college completely, you know, naive to all that. So I think it probably was um, a Schlitz or something out of a, you know, one of those old pop-top yep. cans. And yep. the, 80s maybe 70s <laughs> probably late 70s yep. yeah. nice. and um, my uh, role here is to oversee and run the tap room awesome. and um, most of the staff scheduling and importantly all the music and events that go on yes. here so we have a lot of stuff going on here so always trying to keep it active active and uh, vibrant for sure seven days well five out of seven days a week um, and my first memory of beer is growing up at a farm and my f- parents and my father especially working out in the hayfield and drinking probably schlitz or something like that um, and that quenched their thirst on the farm <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, for sure. and yeah. I just remember seeing them and thinking how glorious it looked beer on <laughs> a hot day so I'm guessing you guys didn't grow up and tell your parents, hey, I want to own a brewery or become a brewer. <laughs> what was the original plan? How did you ultimately get to this place? I'm not sure we have enough time to go through <laughs> everything that I did prior to being a brewer. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that definitely was not the plan ever, to be a brewer. Um, I think when I first unveiled that plan to my folks, they were like completely mystified. And But I had, I'd snuck a couple of career path changes in there before that. So I think okay. they're kind of used to me not really going down the orthodox route. <laughs> Um, I think the best thing, Maureen, is she's a brewer today because we tell the story. Yes. Because great. I'm lazy. <laughs> and, and, and it's a great story. And, you know, 20 plus years ago, she bought me a home brewing kit. And I think once we tried, and I was like, oh man, that's a no, lot of work. <laughs> I could be back home from the package store. And uh, it sat on the shelf for quite a while. One day she said, you know, do you mind if I tinker with that present I bought you? And, I was like, no, go right ahead. I really like it. And um, <laughs> so my laziness is what got her going. And from That's there on, and from that day forward, she just took off with it. Yeah. I definitely gave it a whirl the first time around. And something happened. It just felt like 
stars kind of aligned, I realized that so many paths that I had been dabbling with kind of came together in beer. So there's nice. you know history and food science and culture and fermentation and even like a little spirituality to that whole connection of you know sharing something in, in, a, yeah. in a ritual that's transformative. So yeah, it was a pretty cool combination of things. Very cool. Was that like your original, like what, were you in the sciences before or was it just little bit. I was a pre-med major okay. in, the, in school, so I made it all the way up to organic chemistry, and then I realized that was <laughs> yep. like, going to be yep. my downfall. <laughs> so switched paths to business yeah. and um, did an accounting degree and a, a double major in English, so kind of like that whole you know, humanities side of thing. And eventually I ended up actually coming to BU for a master's of theology. Okay. So I was kind of on that, that, you know, always on that path and that quest of trying to find things that connect people and transformation but somehow didn't really know much about fermentation and once we discovered the home brewing thing it, <laughs> it all came together it all yeah, yeah. Beer, all beer satisfied the satisfied the all the right. elements yeah it's so funny <laughs> nice very cool uh robin what about yourself what did you do in a past life my past life was not in the brewing industry so i can say for the last 20 years i've been around the brewing industry so i know a lot about this but i have not been a, a brewer and i had another um, path, another career that I did for 32 years, which I just finished. Congratulations. And, and now joined, uh, joined this quest, which we started about, what, three years ago. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. lo loving every minute of it. You know, I just, I did a 180 and jumped into the beer industry and brewing, and I just think it's fabulous. It's invigorating and it's... You want to share with us what your previous career path was? <laughs> yes. Because yes. I'm know. sure Answer the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, I avoided that one. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. I really I wasn't going to let you get out of that quite yeah, so easy. So I actually started at a young age, the right age of uh, in my early 20s, and uh, I just retired for the Mass State Police. So yeah. I was um, in charge of uh, running our CSI, or um, investigative unit. So... so uh, very different path, yeah, but uh, like yeah. I said, I've been around this for Maureen and all this for so long, so I feel definitely part of this. Yeah, yeah. when I really went back to school to learn to brew, I think that was 20 years ago, so Robin and I have been together that long, and uh, I think she's kind of been you know, introduced to the whole craft beer world from when it was just a little nascent thing back in the, the late 90s, so... And I volunteered was, to taste everything she made. <laughs> everything. And, and let me just say that was that was definitely quite yeah, yeah very yeah. very brave of her. I don't think the first batches of beer I made fermented, but you know we still slugged through right, them. Right? <laughs> That's how you learn. You learn as you go. Multi water. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yes. So when did uh, brewing become more of a career path than less of a hobby? It happened pretty quickly for me. I homebrewed probably for two years, I want to say, but I hadn't really been too happy in the career paths I had been on. So uh, I decided at that point, I've always loved school and loved being a student. I decided at that point I didn't know any female brewers, and I thought it would probably be a good idea to get credentialed and get some formal brewing training. So I went to the American Brewers Guild, which is out at uh, UC Davis at the time. And... Um, from there, that was an apprenticeship program, so I got to work at a couple different brew pubs in Boston and was fortunate to see some other women who were brewers at that moment, which awesome. really, yeah, it was really for me um, 
pretty pivotal to pivotal to be able to see other women. It's encouraging. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw them do it and I realized I could do it. So um, I stayed then on that path of brewing for a couple different places in Boston and then eventually for a brewery in Western Mass. So that, that whole thing probably took, you know, 10 years or so to get to that, that point. But loved really the evolution of being in a brew pub and then being yeah. in a production brewery and seeing the challenges that go along with packaging beer and, and you know, different markets, different clientele. Yeah. And you've seen how the craft beer industry has changed, mm-hmm. too. Um, can you talk about what trends are similar and what trends have changed completely? Or is there anything that's... As a, so talking about where we are now? Yeah, where, where we are now. Where we were back then. Yeah. Um, I think there's quite a bit of similarities in the respect that people were brewing beer very true to style back then. Mm. Folks really wanted to emulate the styles of beer that they were familiar with or had read about. And it was a, a studious approach. Um, there's definitely obviously some diverging you know ways now with New England IPAs yeah. and, and you know a lot of improvisation yeah. yeah 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 we were kidding Trends. about uh, a Trix IPA or something like not you guys oh, but no like kidding. somebody was like <laughs> all right I haven't heard yeah, that yeah, yeah I know yeah, it's yeah. just you see exactly. all this weird stuff up yeah. there now. yeah so that's obviously a huge difference that people are you know doing new riffs on on things but I do think that's kind of been what's at the core of American craft brewing from the beginning is innovation maybe in the beginning it was innovating the uh, the equipment and the tanks and finding um, dry yeast or taking it from the bottom of a bottle from one of those flagship <laughs> West yeah, Coast breweries totally. so I've kind of always had that um, you know that gritty will find a way to get it done but things just seem to be a lot more um, Progressive with food science, like you're saying with the Trix IPAs, people are learning to combine all kinds of different food flavors <laughs> Donuts, together that don't. Cookies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like the gloves are off. You can try yeah, anything yeah. goes right now. Right. That's probably the biggest difference. Yes. <laughs> you never know to try. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. No, it's fun. Fun experimenting. Kind of question. No. Um. So I guess curiosity. Um. Any of your home brew brew recipes still recipes that you brew today or? That was so long ago, I want to say, <laughs> like the homebrew ones were like late 90s. But I will say, starting Craft Roots on the 10-gallon system, which you can see over here in the yeah, corner over yeah, there, yeah. Um, that really truly was home brewing, even right. though we did it with all the professional uh, credentials and licensing. Yeah, but, it, I mean, yeah. we really did go back to the drawing board to homebrew scale because of using locally sourced craft malt. And there really wasn't a big supply chain for that. And there were a handful of maltsters nationwide and just a couple on the East Coast. So we really kind of did have to go back to those. Uh, ooh, good point. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really did have to go back to those roots of, of homebrewing to, you know, ramp up the recipes and yeah. on 10-gallon size. So it's kind of been at the core, I'd say, from, from the cool. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'd say your flagship blonde, that's been around the longest. Mm. Blondale? Yeah. Yeah, it took the most work, I think, to find the base malt because it is a lot like, um, you know, the, the lager styles where there's just not yeah. a lot of hop forwardness to it. Yeah. So using that one or two base malts is key. Right. So we did have to play around with that quite a bit to get that right. Now, correct me if, if I'm wrong. It's been a long day. You were at Berkshire correct. previously mm-hmm. to this. Um, what was it like going from a bigger production scale down to this? I mean, you talked about being on the, on the mm. quote-unquote homebrew yeah. system. Uh, yeah. <laughs> would you say it hum- not humbled you, but would you say that it, it kind of brought you back to basics? Or Yeah, I would say it was a little bit like um, you know a, a full circle coming back to where I began again and... Everything is different on the homebrew scale, 
not just using the malt we're we're just talking about, but also the plumbing and the equipment and there's just a whole different mentality so once you've been brewing on commercial scale to go back to using a siphon and these you know tiny little pumps and a carboy (laughs) and all (laughs) but I felt that that was the best place for me to start rather than just jumping in on a seven barrel system again because in a lot of ways I had approved myself I still had the passion to brew again and to really you know, get get this craft roots thing up and up and running. I wanted to make sure it was something that I was still super passionate about. Yeah. And I was I was delighted to find over one season of brewing in a, <laughs> a cold garage during the winter with no yeah. heat, no running water. Oh. That I, I still loved it. Mm. Awesome. So awesome. Thank God it was only 12 months of doing yeah. that. <laughs> uh, why why Milford? Why this area? So we kind of landed here. Um, we knew we had a lot of other towns. Yeah. Are you guys to local us. to this area, or uh, what are we here? Th- Fourteen years here, so we're transplants. Yeah. But um, right. we we knew we wanted to do our, our town, and because uh, everybody asks us that same question a lot. <laughs> yeah. And we just knew we're like, nope, it's here, nowhere, nowhere else. And um, we stuck with it. it. Took a you know a lot of searching to to find a place here, and um, but we wouldn't do it any differently if we had to do it all over again I'd say the two biggest things for us were this is our boys hometown so even though neither of us Robin grew up in Western Mass I grew up in Indiana but this is where we put down roots to start a family so we kind of felt like this is an environment that really needs something like this in the community and Milford is very pro small business they never felt we never felt like they were standing in the way we always felt like they were encouraging us step by step of course, it allowed us to, we wanted that community feel here, and that's why you, yeah. you don't see us canning and doing a lot, because um, yeah. this is like a destination location. Mm. Yeah, it's like the know. community watering hole, right? Exactly. People come yeah. in here with yeah. friends, and then they're talking to people five seats down in the bar, and they've made friends. Right. And, you know, if you were here um, last Saturday night, it was a epitome. Yeah, you had the dance party here, <laughs> right? Yeah, it I was, saw that. It was an epitome was so of, much fun. like, old-fashioned fun. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody has been coming in here and talking about it and That's going, awesome. good God, we haven't had that much fun yeah. in so long. And it's so simple, but it was just everybody, it's just community. That's all it is. It's, you know. What a feeling to look around and see the entire place with huge smiles on their face when a new 80s song came up that like you hadn't yeah. heard you since the 80s. Yeah, you still it. knew the words, yeah. right? You didn't quite know what it was when the first couple beats played, but then yeah. you're like, oh yeah, and it was the best feeling so, in the world to see how happy awesome. it made people. Yeah, I saw the pictures so on Instagram happy. and I texted yeah. Eric. I was like, we really messed up. We should have <laughs> went, went here tonight. <laughs> we'll do yeah. it again. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's just that sense of community. I mean, we never knew we were going to achieve it so well as we did and like we couldn't be more proud of that yeah Yeah. great beer and just a great place and to hang out the community's been so receptive i mean i think we just lucked into being in a spot where there wasn't anything like this and people are hungry or thirsty i should say (laughs) for it thirsty for a place that feels like you know home it's like right. um, well, craft roots for us was a, is a plan grassroots because we couldn't get mm. that name that was right. taken away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of you know what's been our motivating factor here is like to do everything simple and like word of mouth is how we get our our brewery out. We're not looking to be in papers and all over and mm. canning. It's just word of mouth brings people yeah. in here, yeah. and it's the it's a power of you know the grassroots approach. Right. Mm-hmm. It's right. also like an an homage almost to how the beer it started, industry used right? to be yes. right so it's yeah. you know you had the br- local yes. brewery on the corner and yeah. i'm so glad it's going back in that direction me too me too mm-hmm. i know this idea of using local ingredients people think of it as a new thing and it's really old school yes yeah. no, the totally. way it used to be yep 
And when I was studying in brewing school in the late 90s, we didn't learn about barley as a, a crop that was native to New England. I just assumed just it didn't happen here. Yeah. yeah. But but it's really cool to see people like the Craft Maltsters, the Craft Maltsters Guild, and, and uh, the hop farmers, and, yeah. and people realizing that this agriculturally is sustainable right. and makes it a beer works. that's totally unique. Yeah. 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 So you, you kind of gave me a layup. You said craft roots, <laughs> right? It's, that's the name. Did you guys have a, now we know why that's the name. Mm-hmm. Was there a plan B name ever? Wow, I got to go way back. I think <laughs> we had a bunch of different options for names, didn't we? That was the hardest thing to find. That's a, yeah. a lot of people yeah. say that so same hard. thing, yeah. yeah you have so to make hard. sure no one else has a... Yeah, yeah. the whole trademark yep. thing. Yeah, and yeah. I know, it's the government. What the some, hell? We got some good <laughs> advice, I think, Oh, though. I remember what it, um, we started out, we were going to do grassroots because yeah. our logo, if you look, it's negative art, and the two barley stalks make a, mm-hmm. a, a, a glass. glass yeah. Yeah. So we were going to do glass roots, and I don't know why. I don't think we really loved we that. We didn't love it. Yeah. Um, we didn't love anything. I remember, <laughs> I remember why. So um, Sean, uh, Sean Hill at Hill Farmstead oh, had yeah, a small yeah. side project um, called Grassroots Brewing. And because they're close to us oh, in Vermont, okay. we were working with an IP and intellectual property lawyer who said, I don't know, like if that was like a West Coast thing, you might be able to get away with it. Yeah. But Santa it's just Coast. a little too close, <laughs> Grassroots. Yeah, so yeah. we shifted to craft. I kind of like. Uh, I, I kind of like, like craft beer, craft. <laughs> yeah, roots. yes. It's a good name. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. we we stole the roots part too, so we're yeah. roots. Right. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like <laughs> we can't we I can't knock it. it, right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> what lessons did you take from Berkshire to open this? You know, like did you what did you want to model, and then mm. what was some things that you said maybe I'll let them do mm. that? You know. The thing that they do really, really well are maltier brews, and the scale of their operation is so impressive. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the, in the years, I mean, they've been in they business. Forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just pioneers, yeah. literally. And so that is definitely their world, and, and I learned a lot um, from them in terms of being an intuitive brewer. So I think, you know, you first start out being kind of technical and learning the science of it, but after a while, you develop sort of the art side of brewing. So there's a lot of things that I uh, experience there and practice there that I keep in, in, in the works here that are just kind of brewing by feel. So, you know, for example, I have a microscope. I can do cell counts on the yeast, but I get so really like an intimate look at the yeast whenever mm-hmm. I crop it from one batch to repitch into the next. So it's, it's, it's almost like I use the microscope to reinforce what I can already see yeah. when I'm looking at, at the yeast to pitch into the next batch. So it's like the more you're just hands-on in the process, it seems like the more it becomes an art. Nothing is automated in our brew house. I open and close every valve. There's no... That's cool. Yeah, I mean, everything yeah. is just really kind of old school. Yeah. And I did that on purpose because I think it's very easy to kind of fall asleep at the wheel a little bit and, yep. and lose touch. Yeah, you with become complacent almost. Yeah, complacent and, and you also... You kind of lose the art side of it though yeah. too, right? Yeah, the feel yeah. And, and, you know, I think as a brewer, you kind of have a sixth sense. You're always, like, hearing what's going on in the brew house if something doesn't sound right or something doesn't look right. And I think you just really have to pay attention to every step. I always say, like, there's a million and one ways to screw up a batch of beer. There's only one way to do it right. And if you get complacent, it's so easy yeah. to have things go south. And then sure. you just made a new beer. Right. <laughs> That's exactly. Surprise. <laughs> no, for sure. Um so we're kind of at where you at today right mm. um you've mentioned already a couple of times that you're not interested in kind of going with the canning and you're mm. totally happy with what's and i have to applaud you for that because there are a lot Thank of you. people who are open three months mm. and they're like 
when's our canning line coming? And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really respect Thank that you. industrial side of it. You know, Thank um, you. I get asked that probably when I'm behind the bar all, all the time, right? Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. I'm going to be Constantly. honest with you. I was going to ask you guys that, that question. I yeah. mean, that's a question that I ask. You know, what's next? But right. um, when you guys opened, what was like day one like? Tell me about like day one. Do you remember day one? I remember yeah. day one. It was <laughs> unforgettable. <Yeah>. Unforgettable. <laughs> Line, um, like overwhelming, um, inspiring, scary. Mm-hmm. Um, having a line of, you know, up door and wow. it, was, it was amazing. That is amazing. Remember? Yeah, it was just um, very reaffirming, reaffirming to know that so many people who had been watching our progress that we weren't even aware there were so many people that were interested in it they all showed up on the same day more or less in the same eight hour time frame wow. to come yeah, see us you were always and scared. it was humbling you know they stood in line we weren't super well prepared we had one POS yeah. system yeah. Like, <laughs> we had no idea <laughs> no idea what was going to happen we just thought you know we like, how, that. how many times you know in the middle of night I'd, I'd be like are you are you you'd be nervous and I'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. are you Big sleeping time. yes yes <laughs> Because <laughs> they've been worrying, like, what are we getting ourselves into? Maybe yeah. are we in over our right. heads? And and then when the doors opened, and it, it was just, you know, I, I think for us it was like, phew, but like, mm. wow. Yeah, it was just humbling to know that so many people felt that this is a place that not only they needed to check out for the first time, but this would be like a home base for them. Because so many people were pretty local. I mean, a lot of people traveled ways too, but a lot of local friends... That's we awesome. always yeah. say, like, um, you know, you got to have good beer and you've got to have a good place to come. One without the other just doesn't work well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think Maureen Blizzard does, you know, a phenomenal job making, like, great beer. Thank and you. we try to... <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and, um, and then so many people come in here and just say, like, it feels so homey here. It feels so comfortable and relaxed. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. and it just... People just like to come and hang. Yeah. You know? I think you've yeah. achieved that. We are here on a Wednesday night. Right. That's uh, right. Wednesday night's not a huge night for the beer yeah. industry, right? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty mm-hmm. busy here. I mean, you have a steady crowd. You heard the co- people heard the cornhole competition <laughs> yeah, yeah. going on in the background. <laughs> but that attributes what you guys have done and worked hard for. So congratulations well, on thank that. You. Yeah, thank I you. I think you know Robin's being a little humble here. She brings in a lot of nonprofit groups that yeah, come yeah. in. And tonight we have a, a female awesome. entrepreneurs group, and they're you know networking and learning from one another. And it seems like just about every night that we're open, we have some kind of special special event or special group that's Maureen's fruited. idea Maureen makes great beer I have to make great fun things and I'm <laughs> always trying to you know what can I do next what can I do that's yeah. cool and different and yeah. people have fun and it's just uh, uh, we're doing we're pretty booked up solid I and mean, we've got awesome. a lot of stuff yeah. going on yeah it's a great outlet for creativity so oh, yeah. you know my goal is to try to keep making good beer tweaking the beers we have making yeah. new recipes and Robin's constantly sometimes she yells at me look. that I have too much going on here like, <laughs> I do now we have this I this do. You're overbooking. We're going to run out of beer. <laughs> we haven't run out yet. We have eight different styles well, on. We haven't good. run out yet. So. <laughs> so let's talk about the different styles that you guys have. I'm mm-hmm. drinking the Blonde Ale. Mm-hmm. Erica's drinking... Uh, the Stout? Uh, yeah, that's still. Is that the Porter? Or porter. Stout? Or the Porter. The Porter. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Is that the Aloha Blonde? It's drinking? Aloha Blonde. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, I see an IPA, but it's mm-hmm. not an overwhelmingly IPA forward menu that's uh, right yeah just a couple not yep. five or three whatever. Uh, yeah. no or all of them or all yeah. of them right exactly <laughs> i'm just gonna say thank you yeah no thank you yes <laughs> but um was that a conscious decision or was that mm-hmm. a you brew what you like to drink 
very much a conscious decision because yeah. I really like all the different beer styles. I wouldn't say I've locked yeah. in on, on one. So on any given day, it depends on what kind of mood you're in. So I do like to have different ranges from malty to hoppy, but even different colors. You know, I like to have an amber or red. I like to have a stout. Yeah. I like to have some of the, you know, hazier IPAs. People drink with their eyes first, so it's kind of totally. nice to have a little something for everybody. and Something yeah. that you can look through <laughs> yeah, and right. see. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. right? Poor Robin. She's been asked a number of times, never what's wrong with this IPA? <laughs> you can see through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it's funny. We write that on one of... Like roll your eyes just being oh, in the industry so for so long. Poor, yeah, poor yeah, Robin. Yeah. Notice the description on the double IPA, and it says you can see through it. And we meant to do that. It's, yeah. a, it's a little <laughs> defensive, That's I will great. say. <laughs> but I think we never, we've never had more than four, like 50% of our beer is IPA. It's usually three. Mm-hmm. And I find that, you know, in our particular demographic, um, that's what people want. And people are so happy to, when they come in and say, thank you for not having all IPAs. Yeah. We love, if, you, if you love IPAs, you, you're a hophead, you think the world revolves around them. But you know what? Probably 50-50 for yeah. us here, yeah. for sure. So everybody's quite happy about that. I always say that a hop head is the vocal majority, a vo- yeah. vocal They're minority, vocal. right? Like yes. the vocal yeah. minority, oh, right? Right? Yeah. Like yeah. because I would say ninety percent of the world drinks lagers, right? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. the yeah. golden fizzy stuff that <laughs> that comes in a <laughs> thirty rack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a friend asked me that last night. I want to ask you guys a question now. Why do you think that is that IPAs have taken? center stage and are such like the romanticized sexy beer that everybody's all about right now I like what happened like, they were just so different when they first came out mm. right I think that's kind of what blew people's minds and now they can't get over it mm. I don't know <laughs> to me it's like the hipster mentality yeah it's like, that's yeah. you that's yeah. you it tastes so bitter it's so good <laughs> it's citrusy it's yeah. juicy yeah. I think yeah. it's the other thing it's like it's yeah. juicy yeah I'm not a huge, I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm not yeah, a huge same. New England IPA <laughs> person. Right? Yeah, yeah. So this is so refreshing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You give, we're, in fact, in March, we're doing something called Lager Fest because. Oh, <laughs> literally that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Where do you get your influence for your recipes? Is it something like, some people say they go for car rides or they jog mm-hmm. or food driven where, where do you get your recipes I'll look to my maltsters so I'll see what they have and then I'll want to cool. incorporate that yeah into uh, into a new beer so I'm getting ready to brew a nut brown ale probably next week because nice. um, we're just now running out of our, our porter um, so I've got some honey malt that I got from Andrea Stanley at Valley Malt I've got some um, there's a a pale base malt that I got from Andrew Peterson up at Peterson Quality Malt. And I don't know. To me, that's usually the inspiration. It's kind of like that um, that show Chopped. You kind of open yeah. the fridge and yeah. you're like, what's yeah, yeah. in here? Why can I not do that? That's so cool. <laughs> that is cool. So, I mean, yeah. I do take into consideration, like, what we have on draft and where it, where it might of fit. Of Time of year. The, yeah, time of year. Yeah. But for the most part, that's kind of what I look to. Like, what's new? Like, what? One of the malsters we work with, Blue Ox, um, they're up in Maine. They have some new um, specialty malts that they're working on now too. So that's kind of what I, I start with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By staying true to being local, you mm-hmm. face some challenges, right? Because we live in New England. Mm-hmm. For those out there who don't know, we are in New England. <laughs> Not too many it is options. Seventeen here. degrees yeah. out right now. <laughs> Could be um, snowing shortly. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Yeah. Hops don't <laughs> typically grow too well in the winter, and mm-hmm. What setbacks do you see or do you have to buy things in the future to stay true to that local mentality? 
Well, we've been really pretty fortunate with the growing seasons as of late. So our hop supply has been really quite steady. But that's also one thing that factors into the size of our brewery. We're really not planning to grow or, or seek distribution or get any bigger than we are now because sustainability is really everything for us. So I want to make sure that I'm using local ingredients, continuing to work with our maltsters and farmers, and just making as much beer as I can get you know, supplies, raw materials from them. And if we hit that peak where we feel like well, now the demand is so much higher than what we can maintain, we'll cross that bridge. But for now, I think we've hit this really nice like equilibrium mm. with what the growing season can provide for us, what the monsters can provide, what hops are available, and it's just kind of a comfortable sweet some spot of the, um, right now. And then some of the stuff we've, Maureen's tracked out some uh, small farms in Montana and things, so we can still buy and maintain to our local, uh, local, yeah. local support, small, supporting yeah. small farms, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. we're I just thought it was cool that you knew the people's first names that you were buying, <laughs> right? Like, you could say, yeah. like, I'm buying yeah. barley from Bob. Like, I, yeah. mean, I mean, like, right? Like, yeah. you, you, you're on a first-name basis. Totally. I totally. wish you could see, like, if I hold this, um, the, the wrapping on that shipment of malt, it says, like, Thank you, Craft Roots, supporting yeah. local. Oh, they awesome. put hearts. They always nice. write messages on there. That's so cool. cute. Draw us a little doodle <laughs> yeah. of the, the shrink <laughs> they, wrap around, around well, the They do, and they always say thanks and like write, write us a little message. That's and, huge, yeah. right? Come it on. is. And, and so that, yeah. to me, is like the best feeling in the world because it's relational. Like You're working with people, and, and they're really the rock stars, in my opinion, because they've made some huge, huge risks to build the equipment to malt barley, to work with the farmers, to get them to grow barley. Like that wasn't yeah. really a crop that was super lucrative and people weren't that mm. interested in right. growing it. You just buy it from Wireman, yeah. there, right? Yeah, Why you would you buy it here? Commoditized, exactly. you know, homogeneous mix. Yeah. So, yeah. so to see people really fascinated with one step you know, deeper in the, the brewing uh, supply chain and, and they're the ones creating the ingredients that allow us to make the beer. So it, it's, yeah, it's I'm, I'm just in awe of what they do. It's, and they're the ones, the farmers are, are the biggest risk takers of all. Oh, they yeah. can yeah. plant, they have no idea what mother nature's gonna right. throw at them. <laughs> but that will change you know, the flavor of the malt a bit or the flavor of the hops a bit. And we focus a lot, not on consistency in, in the sense of you know the way um, Anheuser-Busch or AB InBev wants bud to taste the same regardless of where it was brewed. Right. We kind of like that we highlight the flavors of the hops every agricultural yeah. season. The so local cascade, flavor. It's more like wine. A little yeah. different. Yeah. 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 yeah, a little bit. I'm not so sure that you can totally pick up on that, but I think, you know, after several years of drinking our blonde ale, you could probably really probably, taste yeah. like one, you know, <laughs> one, one season to the next. That to me is just like really cool to be able to be in tune with that. Totally. So now stepping back again to sustainability, you said you kind of focus on that. Do you do anything with like your spent grain or any kind of other... Yeah things you're doing with that? Yeah, so we've got a couple farmers that come pick up our spent grain, um, pig and, and cow farmers. They're super close to home. In fact, Robin, you should tell the story about Heidi, our, our well, spent I just went grain. Well, I just went there yesterday to see, um, you know, she took one of my chickens <laughs> and she's going to, I went to see her goats, the baby goats that are eating the grain now, or yep. the, the parents of the baby goats. Nice. And I was driving by the van. I pulled in the yard in our craft roots van, beeped the horn. She came out of the barn and <laughs> took us for a walk around. And, um, but you know, we, we know that well. You know, we can just drive by and That's really cool. see where, uh, and all the animals love her, love it. Yeah, <laughs> so two quick stories. Yesterday she sent me a text of a baby goat that was just born. She was all excited oh. about the goats. I know, nice. it was like so cute that They're she's so like sending though, us. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so cute. Um, and then she also said that the cows are so into the grain that now if she doesn't feed them our grain, like right away when she gets back from the brewery <laughs> with the grain, they get cranky and they kick stuff over. Oh, so like, they, know, they know when it's coming. And then we have another guy that comes and gets some wort and um, makes candles. Local Ooh, guy. Wow. Yeah. 
That's really cool. No, so, I'm so, 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 so okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, so, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, candles would be cool, though. Yeah, candles cool. sounds fun, though, right? That is an idea. Anyone wants to make candles, contact us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can candle. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, don't get the away. hop heads on. Yeah, right. Right. Let's not get it smells started like again. hops. <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, listenership. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like hops. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. IPAs. Yeah. No, definitely. That's really cool. So yeah, That's we've cool. got that sustainability thing going on. Um trying to think other ways where we're trying to be, you know, proactive. Well, I, I think you have certain not to interrupt, but I no, think no, that you ahead. have certainly a big role in pink boots. Uh, I do. I mean, I'm I'm just a member, so I really would want to give props to uh, Brienne, Allen, and Liz Corelli from uh, from Bone Up. Those two are, are but really heading yeah, it up. But larger role in the Craft Brewers Guild. Yeah, correct. Large, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yes. And you guys are the only woman-owned brewery in Massachusetts. Is uh, that still is that still I'm true? Not sure. There was an article that was in the Worcester Business Worcester. Journal. We're yeah. the first. So. The first. Yeah. 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 So, so maybe the first, first yeah. that is a hundred percent woman owned. So certainly women have been co owned, mm-hmm. uh, co owners of breweries. But I think we're the first. But I think that may have changed. Uh, not really up to speed. Yeah. So we yeah. recently read that article that you were featured in. Hmm. Awesome article, by the way. Thank so, you. Um, Zach did a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great article. What I love is his take. That there's so much more, um, so many more women in the brewing industry now, and that we're really kind of leading the nation and yeah. diversity in brewing. It's really not yeah. all that fascinating to talk to a female brewer and say, you know, wow, there's no other men doing this or no other women doing this. It's a men's field. It's really not the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. changed pretty rapidly, I'd say. I would say that you're a driving force, and that's a, that's well, awesome. Well, <laughs> I'm certainly not alone, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, people have shown me the way, and, and there have been so many women that got into other areas within the brewery and then decided that they wanted to be in the brew house, too. And, and I have to give props to the men, too, because I've never, ever felt that I wasn't given an opportunity because of my gender. I that's Every single educator that ever worked with me, a brewer that ever worked with me, cares the very most about training a high-quality brewer. doesn't matter who you are. Just learn the science, learn, have yeah. the integrity to make the best beer you can make. Yeah. That's always what it's been about. And that's consistent with community. And, and mm-hmm. you guys talked about that at the talk that I went to with Rob, mm-hmm. about how the beer community is kind of amazing. And it's a total polar opposite of, you know, a tech industry. Yeah. You would never see mm-hmm. Apple and Samsung say, yeah. here's our secrets, you know. <laughs> yeah. Here's uh, right. here's our screens. Let's, let's help now you sell right a thousand there. phones, right? right? right. Like, that's right. Um, why is it like that? It's pretty unique when you th- when you stop to think about it. It really is quite unique. I mean, I think the um, the surface reason has got to be that so far we're all successful. So there's enough room for everybody who's making beer to find an audience for that and to make good beer. As long as it's of high quality, then then that will last. I I don't think I know what the secondary reason really is. It just seems to be that the really outstanding humans gravitate towards <laughs> towards good beer and towards making breweries that that are so unique and have so much personality to them. I mean, I've never experienced anything else like this in other industries I've worked in. Certainly what pulled me here. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. 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 I don't know about you, Robin, because like, she's kind of got the take from seeing it from the outside for a little while. But, oh, we were talking about how there's um, this community. community and camaraderie amongst us brewers where we, we help one another. Like, mm-hmm. when I first made my first batch of Irish dry stout here at Craft Roots, my friend Aaron, who's a brewer over at Lookout Farm, cool. took took a Friday off to come over here and kind of walk me out. through. Because oh, it had awesome. been a while since yeah. I had nitro yeah. to beer. He brought his... Um, 
his CO2, his Zamenagel CO2 meter so that I could figure out the carbonation levels. And, like, he took a day off just to come out here and, like, help me get that Irish dry yeah, stout that day for opening somebody, day. Or that day somebody ran out of caps to put on the squealer yeah, bottle, yeah. growler yeah. bottles. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, come over. We got them, you know, and it's, yeah. That's awesome. it's not competition. We that's all want to help Everybody each other. says that, too. I hear that constantly, you know, from the public. Like, ah, oh, so many breweries popping up. You, you guys hear want saturation. Yeah, saturation. You hear saturation. Yeah. 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 I always use, like, but go go to any city in a one-block radius. Look how many restaurants there are. They're all right. full. I always I tell go, people, oh look at how many bottles. Dunkin' Donuts yeah. there are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> especially here. I go, it actually helps us because people will be a destination location. Yeah. I'll go to that area. I can hit four breweries. Right. And nothing's right. that close to us, but so... I, I think it's great. It's plenty of beer and people for to be shared. I agree. You know, <laughs> variety. People like variety. So yeah. the yep. more options you have, the better, I think. Yeah. 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 So, again, I'm awful. I keep stepping back. But um, do you have any <laughs> advice for women like who want to be in the industry maybe or just women who are already in the industry? I would say if you want to be in the industry, immerse yourself in it. So familiarize yourself with different breweries. Go drink different beers. Learn what different styles of beers are. If you can, become a Cicerone. So get some training yeah. in, in actually how to taste beer and not exactly judge it, but how to tell a good quality beer from one that has some off flavors. Just mm-hmm. the the academic, um, the you know the um, the craft side of it. It's really important yeah. to learn. But also go to school if you really want to be a brewer. You have to go to school and get training now more yeah. so than ever. I think that's competition so true. at this point. Right? Yeah, there's just a bigger pool of applicants. Well, you know, we live in this day and age now. Like, I, you know, I've taught college level courses for years, and especially now, everybody wants. To do the job and they want it right now because yeah. yeah. it, it looks yeah. cool and then like yeah. you know it's just a world we live in now everything's fast right, right. We, we click a button we got an answer and same thing mm-hmm. i want that job and i think what she just said is you got to go to school you've got an apprentice you've got to put in the work right? yeah. 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 yeah 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 that goes for probably any profession but that's what yeah. gets lost i think and yeah yeah i just think you know people maybe get into brewing because it looks fun but they're there's a, a standard that I think we all need to hold ourselves to because we're producing something that people consume. So we have yeah. to make sure, <laughs> obviously, it's safe and we're following good right. manufacturing practices. But I, I think the thing that kind of rings true in my 20 years, at least, is that these beer styles that we study and that we're familiar with, they're still around now because they're yeah. incredible examples of what people brewed you know, decades and hundreds of years ago using their local ingredients and, and their... They're, um, they're, they're classics, and they're kind of awe-inspiring. So learn those first before you improvise. It's yeah. kind of like if you're going to make you know, a crazy double IPA with lemongrass, make <laughs> a really great example of an IPA first and yeah. learn that style. And then eventually you can yeah. improvise with on that. But, but yeah. just you know, learn, yeah. learn the fundamentals, learn, learn the basics, and, and become um, so, so focused and hone in so that you, you're able to, to replicate time and time again that consistency yeah, sure. yeah. super important yeah. i'm gonna ask a little hard question Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's frustrating about the industry right now that's a good one. Oh, that is a great question i'm gonna have to think on that what's frustrating hmm that's a good one you gonna help me out here <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'll give you an example i think that a lot of times you see people who have a lot of capital going into the beer industry and then hiring without a lot of knowledge without a lot lot of knowledge and you're seeing Mm -hmm. 
the craft beer industry almost become marginalized almost because you have people mm. who are not taking that artistic approach or putting in the work. Yeah, I think the marketplace, though, will level that out. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. if the beer has a really cool spanky label on it, people will buy it for a little while, but I think eventually that, that won't last. Um, I, just, I don't know, maybe. Go ahead. I just go think ahead. you got to live in in the, the realm that you believe in, and there's always going to be those people that are going to have a lot of money and, yeah. and be able to do whatever, whatever they want. But, you know, in our little microcosm here, we know, you know, the level of satisfaction we feel is just that's that's mm. all you need right it's all we need yeah i guess yeah like you're saying i think what's frustrating is when brewing is seen as a business proposition only yeah and it's right. not seen as an art it's not seen as historic it's not seen as um community rooted it's just looks like something that can be a quick money maker right. or you flip flip the business after a year or two like that to me is the most frustrating because you're getting yeah. into it for reasons, reasons that are completely yeah. opposite right. of, of mine i think that's one of the frustrating things with the, the public coming in and everybody why aren't you canning why aren't you doing this why aren't you expanding why don't why you have a hazy IPA? Tanks? yeah they want to they want to <laughs> almost control <laughs> your do. business right yeah. well, we, do yeah. Have yeah. we do have the hazy yeah. IPA. no of course but, um, but and we also yeah. have beer to go so that's the thing like but we do have an option to take what we call them squealers a 32 ounce glass bottle but but that's by design too because that's a sustainable package for us so yeah. Yeah. people okay. refill it over so and over So I probably again. have that defensive conversation <laughs> so many times a week, I can't yeah. tell you. Yeah. But I just want to say, don't you get it. Don't yeah. get it. Cue cards. Um, exactly, yes. And then after I talk again, um, they, they come to understand it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but that's a totally, totally frequently asked question. <laughs> so we want to get to know you guys a little more. So what's in your fridge at home? What are you drinking at home? First thing that pops into my mind is this four-pack of um, raspberry strong ale that Gary Ooh, from Berkshire Brewing yes. Company gave us. We cool. were out in Western nice. Mass a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah, he brought that as a special gift. We stopped in to see their new tap room there. Yep, it's really good. I think there's like a pound and a half of raspberries <laughs> at least, right? Per gallon. Oh, or per something. gallon. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Really good. And then the awesome. the other thing we have, which is really yummy, is um, you know you meet so many great people here, um, diverse cultures um what is that choquito choquito um it's a um it's a coconut homemade coconut rum oh it looks like like, um (laughs) milk okay it's delicious and some one of our customers you know brought it brought it in for for us to share yeah yeah it's got like shaved coconut in it so it's kind of like got like texture it's really good it's chunky it's only (laughs) at home not here right yeah it's only at home (laughs) 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 and then we usually um because we own a brewery where we seem to never have beer at home we never do yeah yeah like why don't we have beer (laughs) speaking of beer i mean do you guys have a guilty pleasure beer Long pause there. Long, long <laughs> I know. silence. I know. Guilty pleasure That's pretty beer. good. I know. Guilty pleasure beer. That's a tough one. Because you, you go to a place and you look at the menu and you just kind of like what's go with what's there again, yeah. and then you want to try and explore. Yeah. And what would be the first thing? You know, we love Ben over at Wormtown and I, I mm. have to say when I go to a lot of places, you know, I've always liked Be Hoppy. It's, yeah. I know it's Consistent everywhere, beer. but... Mm. Um, it's probably one beer that I order frequently, but 
I love chocolate, so like that's the first thing I think of when you say a guilty pleasure beer, like chocolate, <laughs> raspberry. I mean, I'm yeah. not thinking of one in particular, but like that's so what no, no, it like would be. the domestics. Be. Or oh, you meant yeah, 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 I think yeah. it meant a kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, mine's a, definitely an IPA, but yeah. I would do like an imperial stout. Like okay. so, Irene. We mentioned Irene earlier. So her husband Russ is really into imperial stouts, right? So yeah. I, you know, sometimes see what what he's out there tasting, and some of those look really fab. They look amazing. So that would be my guilty pleasure if I could have one. Right. Cool, cool. cool. Um, we always close the interview with asking this question before we go into social media. Hmm. Uh, what are you most proud of? It's as open ended as as that. I, as yes. That. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm most proud of our integrity. I think we had a vision for what we want Craft Roots to be. And even though we're only two years in this space, I'm pretty proud that we're holding true to what we what we saw as our as our vision. And it's sometimes been, you know, a work in progress to kind of work out some of the things we want to do. But I think we've been pretty tight to what our vision was. I think it came, this brewery came exact, came out to be exactly what we wanted. We expected in our mind we had this vision and uh, I think that's what it, 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 it's fulfilled it. And um, I think, you know, one of our bartenders leaving right now, like, is our sense of community, but like, it, it goes, it's infectious. Like all the bartenders, like she just told me, well, we're not, we're all going out together, mm. you know, this yeah, weekend. That's and, yeah. You know, it's like that, that kind of stuff doesn't always happen. No. You know? We've been so fortunate to have people come to us that build family alongside you know what we are and what we bring to it so we've been able to like create this whole new community it's not just for the people here in town but the staff and it's it really it does feel like a family it's very feels very authentic yes it's awesome yeah that's the best thing it's I'd really say. satisfying so congratulations on all your successes yeah, yeah. I, seriously it's I amazing thank you yeah. um where can we find you i mean our listeners are going to be hearing about this i i mm-hmm. hope that they come and check you guys out where can we find we you guys too. So we're pretty hyper local as far as where our beer is distributed, or I should say, where Robin brings our <laughs> drives our van like, with beer. And yeah, stuff. love the yes. van, the bright yes, green. The yeah, van. Yeah, 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 love yeah. it. Can't miss that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, I'm obsessed with lime green. Yeah, 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 clearly that's a color. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> so probably just about any restaurant or, or um, not exactly bar, but a lot of restaurants here in the Milford area okay. have yeah, our beer. Like so you're looking 10. for names? Like no, no, no. I mean, yeah, but like specifically, there? where could somebody travel? So come to the they'd, they'd have to come here to our brewery. Yeah, yeah, we're the brewery. Have to come yeah, to yeah, Milford, yeah, yeah. Massachusetts, yeah, yeah. right off 495. You know, that's a good thing yeah. about it. <laughs> if you want to shop at the Rentham Outlets, and you yeah. could go yeah. have a beer yeah. after. Exactly. We are yeah, yeah. one mile off exit 19 on 495, so it's very conven- convenient to get off and get yeah. on, get back on. And uh, what's your physical location like? The we are uh, four Industrial Road. In Milford, so quite literally five minutes off 495. Cool. One, one, nine, one mile, yep. literally one mile. Yep. So, um, so we get a lot of people traveling, and thank God for phones because yeah, they right. get off there on their way to the Cape mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. or back or just, just just out shopping. Yeah, pick uh, up a squealer on the way down to the Cape. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or headed north to ski country. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Better yet, come on a Friday or Saturday. We always have music, um, live music, uh, 7 to 10 on Fridays and Saturdays. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's a full band, sometimes it's acoustics, 
and we do a little bit, little bit of everything for mm -hmm. music. Okay. And uh, how about social media? Yeah. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page and uh, Twitter. Are you looking for handles here? We're, uh, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram. I don't know. What are we? Craft Roots underscore brewing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really the social media guru. But don't you worry. Can find we'll, we'll find it. Right. And we'll, 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 we'll advertise <laughs> it, out, it yes. for you guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Mo and Robin, thank you guys for taking some nine out. Uh, this thank, is awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. It's thank you guys. Pleasure having you guys here. Yeah. Great, great conversation. Yeah, we Good appreciate people. it. Good and, uh, people. Yes, thank you. For the <laughs> listeners too. there, we had a, you won't be able to tell because our sound guy, Ryan, will do an Master. excellent job. But we thought we lost this interview halfway through. So <laughs> <laughs> thank God for modern technology. And we, didn't. and we didn't lose it. So so uh, glad we've got it on yeah. tape because it, it, it was a great authentic. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. yeah. So until next time, I'd love yes. to chat with you guys again and in the future. Likewise, we look forward to that. Yeah. And we'll challenge yeah. you to cornhole now. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, cheers. 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 cheers.